Welcome to Beckles Baptist Church Reading Together podcast. I'm Tom Fenning. And I'm Peter Skerritt. This podcast exists to encourage us as a church family as we read through Tim Chester's book, Enjoying God, so to prompt us to further thinking and further discussion of all that we have read. Today we are at podcast number 11 and chapter 10 in the book, which is the second time we are considering the work of God the Holy Spirit and how we relate to him specifically. And today we come to consider in every groan we can enjoy the Spirit's hope. Um, There's lots of mention of groaning at the beginning of this chapter, Peter. Um, Why is that so key? And why is that a word in season for us Mm, now? Yeah. Um, Well, groaning, he's really picking up where he left off last chapter in that working us through Romans 8. And groaning is a big word in that chapter of Romans 8. It's a big word in our lives, always, as he explains in the, on page 121. He talks about his body kind of groaning with age. Things just are tired and achy. That's groaning. But then kind of bigger groans. Laura groans because multiple sclerosis is destroying her body. Colin groans because his wife is dying of cancer. Mm. Abdul groans as his homeland is torn apart. So the groans and pains of, of life circumstances inflicted on us as well as mm. by us. Um, and why is it timely for us that we think about groaning? Well, obviously, uh, in this time of restriction and lockdown, many of us are feeling the, kind of the burden of being locked up with ourselves. P- mental health is a real problem for many. Um, physical health and life is a, is a fear for many. Mm. Even our kind of political state and the economy feel like they're kind of groaning and, uh, I don't know, swaying under the weight of um, this virus that seems to have clamped down on our country. Um, so groaning is a big issue for life, generally. Um, maybe worth just distinguishing the difference between groaning and grumbling. Um, yeah. You were saying... Yeah, well, they, they sound very similar, and it's trying to work out what's the litmus test to work out, am I grumbling here or am I groaning? Because in the Old Testament... God's people have a bad time in the wilderness because they're doing a lot of grumbling. It strikes me, I wonder if this is a helpful clarification, that um, groaning will turn us to talk to God and to seek help from him for the things that hurt, whereas grumbling are things that we are much more likely to say to other people about God in criticism rather than turning ourselves to God. I I think that I find that helpful, that distinction. And so groaning is the thing that drives us to cry out, to God, not to complain about God yeah. to others. Which uh, maybe is perhaps the trajectory, actually, that Romans 8 follows. Paul, as Paul works through it, um, he starts talking about creation groaning, then us groaning, then the spirit groaning. And in each case, the, this groaning circumstance doesn't dwell on the problem, but drives us to look to something else, to a hope, to a future. And there are two things, two views, I suppose, going on in stereo, aren't there? There's a looking to God, yeah. but then there is very much a looking forward. So the, yeah. the creation has been subjected to futility in hope that it's going to get redeemed. Mm. God's people are now groaning, yet they are looking forward in hope to their adoption as God's children being fully realised. Yeah, yeah like a, he says, like a child on tiptoes awaiting their father. Uh, kind of eagerly peering, peeking, is he going to come yet? And a woman in labour, which is a prime example of, mm-hmm. of both. It's painful, but there's the, the joy anticipated of something that's coming. To mm-hmm. Groaning is very much that kind of labour pains, groaning. Yeah. 
So he, he talks about particularly the difference between our groaning in life and, and that of the, the non-believer, or the unbeliever. Um, do you want to unpack the difference here? Because that's, I think, where he comes down to the difference the Spirit makes. Yeah, I, and I think the groaning of a believer has that, um, that view looking forward, especially to home, saying, actually, you know, home is coming. This world is not what it's supposed to be. And it is that sense of real expectation of home being ahead and our destination being secure, that life will end there and that the spirit, as he says on page 124, makes us long for the new creation because he makes us think of it as home. Mm. Um, and that's just the witness of the spirit saying, Tom, this is not, this is not home. This is painful because this is not home. Mm. Home is coming. Yep. And it so helps you long for that. Kind of building on a couple of chapters back, we saw that actually it's the spirit who who drives us to praise, praise the Father with confidence. And here it's, again, the Spirit driving us to hope, again, with confidence to look forward in our groaning yep. to an experience where we will be with our Father again. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were just talking before this podcast about um, particularly the, the, the nature of what it means that the Spirit is groaning with us as well. Can I hand that to you? <laughs> I, I think this is, a, this is a bit in the Bible where we go, this is comforting, but I don't understand... Yeah what this means exhaustively and yet that doesn't mean that I can't know it truly so what does it mean that the spirit groans well to some extent it means I think that there is validation in us groaning and for us to groan at the pain of a world that is broken and is looking for the full measure of its redemption the fact that we groan with the spirit validates Mm. it says actually groaning is a right expression um, but he fact, doesn't come to you and say, stop it. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't say, he Tom, pack in. it in. He comes yeah. in and he, sit, he sits alongside and the spirit groans with me. But his groaning, we're assured, actually has effect um, because it is through the groanings of the spirit he is interceding for us. So Romans 8 verse 26, we do not know what we ought to pray for. So in those moments of acute pain, I don't know what to pray. What's the hope? But the Spirit in himself intercedes for us mm. through wordless groans. Yeah. And it is that groaning intercession, groaning prayer that we know is effective because he speaks to the Father on our behalf yeah. and will bring about that work of making us more like God's Son mm. and keeping us going all the way until we get to the new creation, our home to come. I think that's what's, yeah, yeah. what he's touching yeah. on here. But... Anybody who says, I understand this entirely, <laughs> I don't think it's being particularly yeah. honest. There's a sense of wonder and yeah. comfort. Oh, I mean, I wonder, it just, it just came to mind now. People have sometimes talked about people in intense grief or pain or tragedy finding one of the hardest things that they can do is actually pray. Um, I'm not um, young enough not to have gone through a life experience like that yet. Um, but I wonder if that's one of the, the comforts here, that even at the time where you think... I, I don't even know what to pray. Yeah. The Spirit is there kind of praying for you, interceding for you, with you. And hence that, that great illustration of you know, whether you're you know, on page 126, whether you're bursting with energy like an Olympic oarsman or actually just sat there on the boat drifting because you're too weak to row or the Spirit is just nudging you home. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's a, an encouragement that he groans with us. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the thought that 
God has not only made prayer a possibility, but then picks up and prays on our behalf is such a measure mm. of his grace. It's amazing that God's spirit does that for us, mm. um, that he intercedes on our behalf. And all of this is with a view to the future, isn't it? Mm. We said that's what groaning is. Proper groaning is looking towards the future. And he ends with kind of putting it to a practice, a real challenge to us. Mm. John Calvin commends it, um, meditation on the future life, basically thinking about the future mm-hmm. God promises. And I, th- yeah, I think, honestly, that's something I've um, str- str- struggled with. Uh, I have a great friend from Durham who was so good at this, who would kind of memorise things like 2 Corinthians 4, and we'd have to sit down and memorise it together. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. And he struggled with real mental health problems. And for him, learning something like that, just memorising verses like that, just mm. kept him going, yeah. kind of just that pep. For the, for the moment. And 1, 1 Peter 1.13, therefore with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought you when Jesus Christ is revealed. That's just mm. great. Yeah, set your hope, be alert, sober, mm. set, your, set your gaze on it. Yeah, but the thing is, you do not just coast into that. No. It is a deliberate effort to genuinely think on these things. Yes. But the thing that will prompt us to think about those things it's times of pain like now that reminds us that this world is not our home yeah. and helps us look forward. Hence the chapter is, uh, well, he says at the end, every groan you utter is an invitation to enjoy the hope of the Spirit. It, it's not that actually every groan will make you necessarily, but mm-hmm. it's inviting you to hope in the future, giving you a chance to. Mm-hmm. And I've found the example of Mike and Emma, again, really helpful in kind of grounding what seems a bit vague, um, Mike's on the way to work, train is late, doesn't get there on time, uh, and his mind just races. Uh, is, this, is this what it's going to be like next day, tomorrow, until retirement? Another 40 years of standing on the train. I just can't get through life like this. This is groaning. Uh, and it says, actually, no, time to think. This is not the way the world was. This is not the way the world will be. Christ will return. Things will be better. And will there be commuting in the new creation? Probably not. So he keeps hoping. Thank you for reminding me of the wonderful hope I have. Mm-hmm. Great. Really suitably earthed and helpfully applied uh, to what we've learned. That concludes our 11th podcast episode looking at chapter 10 in Enjoying God. Uh, we'll be back not next Friday, but the Friday after, Friday the 5th of June, when we'll be back with two more chapters as we continue to work our way through this book. Do hope to see you then. Mm-hmm.